Oh, well, hello, folks, and are welcome, as usual, to We the People. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. men's national team, which, in this case, is a elaborate scouting report, which we've been calling... <laughs> The, the Jealous, Jealous Yanks. <laughs> Welcome to the Jealous Yanks mini pod mini oh, series. My name is Clayton. In. I'm a rapper. I'm Ty. I'm a web designer. And do we love the Nats? Yeah, baby. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. The games was oh so oh. many. I'm. Drunk on games. I'm dude. drunk on games, but not as many as the group stage. We're we're getting there. We're getting down to I'm it. Like, I'm like Conor McGregor up in the ring here. <laughs> Someone's like Conor I'm, McGregor. I'm, I'm stumbling around. <laughs> Someone's like Conor McGregor, like, and it's I'm not like, Croatia. I'm like, give me more. Make it stop. <laughs> give me more. Folks, we have gathered here today to mourn the loss oh, of some very some, lovely teams. Yes. Teams goodbye. we've enjoyed. Teams, we we will in fact miss. So let's let's run it back. Well, well real quick, before we get it going, uh, guys, if you're if you're enjoying the show, uh, make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Uh, that helps a lot. Five stars, hit us up. You might hear your review read on the show by someone famous and high profile in the universe. We like doing that. We got a, we got dirt on Gianni a lot of people. Gianni Infantino, maybe. It might be we'll Infantino. See. Might be the Croatian president. We'll who's, the, who's the guy who, who who's the what's the guy's name who does Austin Powers? Mike Myers is that the one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Might be Gianni Infantino, as played by as Mike played Myers, by, <laughs> as played by yours truly. We'll see, <laughs> uh, folks. Um, thank you for joining us. We're gonna recap this week, uh, and 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 then we're gonna preview the next and final. Oh, does it hurt? Oh, it's Are you a, sad? What a journey! The next and final amazing. week of this glorious, truly glorious. World Cup. Limited in its Copa. glory for lack of USMNT, but glorious nonetheless. Right. The last week, uh, last week when we left you, we had just a couple more round of 16 games to mm. get to. And don't worry, we got to them. We saw Sweden, Switzerland. We saw Switzerland go out to a uh, to a nice uh, little goal from your boy. Uh, well, it was it was a, a kanji in the end. Forsberg to a kanji. Yeah. Forsberg assist. Yeah. To a con- Forsberg assist. Poor, yeah, poor exactly. a kanji, man. Great tap in by a kanji. I know. Really, yeah. really good in- goal scoring instincts there. I don't know. He looks like Harry Kane. He he, he wrong footed Yen Summer excellently. <laughs> sad, sad story for you, boy. Oh. Uh, we also saw what should have been a, a handy England win to Colombia, which actually went to penalty it, kicks. It, it should have been a handy England win. And then it should have been a tragic England loss. That's right. That's right. It's as if England just wanted to make for a hundred percent sure that there England was no longer any super curse. England. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, <laughs> had right. to prove it. Like, 100%. like the, the Sox had to win at Yankee Stadium. You know. <laughs> That's right. Yes. England sh- has to win on penalties. That's right. But yeah. so, so they did it, man. They won on penalty kicks versus Colombia, and they went ahead into the quarterfinals, folks. The quarterfinals oh. would feature uh, Uruguay versus France. Uh, Spicy uh, meatballs everywhere. <laughs> there so were many, many spicy, spicy meatballs. meatballs. Oh, every meatball was Uruguay. spicy. Why? Except, of course, for Cavani's, which was mild. Mild. Cavani's and meatball very was a mild. Brooding on the bench. <laughs> so broody. So broody. And so showered and clean. Uh, Uruguay yeah, lost. Too, Uruguay too lost clean. this game. Too clean. Uruguay lost this game. What's up with that perm, Cavani? Mm. How's he doing it? He's got the look. 
Uh, it was it was two nil. It was a handy win. It was a Griezmann goal that he may not have deserved. A keeper error here. Sure, sure. Uh, but but um, you know that's, that's that. That's why you hit him. That's why you hit insane knucklers at you know eighty yeah. miles an hour. Give him a sh- see yeah. what see what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Uh, we got to see Brazil go out in the corner final quarterfinals once again. Could have been a seven seven one loss. Looked you. like it might have been. Uh, didn't end up going that way. Ended two to one. To Belgium, Las Belgium, okay, Belgium picking up speed. El, uh, El Belgium, El Belgium, <laughs> de la Belgium. Uh, we got to see uh, Sweden play England. This time, England would not take it down to the wire. It was a no. handy win. It truly was two nil. And then, of course, the uh, quite dubious Russia versus Croatia. Uh, even I, I watched this one with my mother. Even my mother said, "What's up with those Russians, huh?" As it went into extra time, and they all seemed to have roadrunner yeah. legs. Still, yeah. the only person yeah. who could keep up with them was Luka Modric, who <laughs> seems to have been blessed by the soccer gods with ageless legs. Uh, in the end, though, Croatia would take this one home. Justice shall prevail. They would win. On penalty kicks, we got semifinals all lined up, folks. Ooh. We're looking forward to an epic France Euro 2018. <laughs> Fire up your FIFA simulators now, and then France, Belgium, and then oh. uh, and then we'll get to see the hipsters' choice: Croatia versus England. Two wow. proper teams. Uh, it's exciting. It's it's invigorating. I'm I'm furiously searching my notes to to try to gather any kind of insight to share with you people. We're going to shred some insight. We're going to blast through it. But before I contribute anything uh, of use at all, I will, as I always do, turn to my brother and say, um, what were your first impressions upon uh, getting to these semifinals? It was an amazing, beautiful week of soccer filled with wonderful drama. Um, we had talked earlier in the tournament about the dichotomy between teams that are about emotion and teams that are about logic and and tactics and strategy and that's a that's a false dichotomy in many situations because there's always a blend but i think what we saw in this last round of games was a victory for the head over the heart um and we also saw a final death blow for the team over the star. We sure did. And I I hope that what we are seeing is a sea change in the way that the world game is played and in the kinds of teams that can win it, namely because I think the United States has a chance at being maybe one of those teams, whereas if we're waiting to have the next Messi or Ronaldo, we might be waiting around for a while. Quite but a while. if you if you can can we uh, make a Jordan Henderson? Yeah, yeah. Totally. No problem. Can we make a Harry Maguire? Sure, oh, yeah. sure. Yeah. So we're going to have to work on that Deli Ali and the Harry Kane part. <laughs> um, but what we're seeing are that teams that have a cohesive identity, that have a game plan, that have a positive mentality, that have uh, sound um, tactics and, and um, in-game changes can do really well. Um, and that it's not just the FIFA stats that matter. I think that that's part of the gap uh, shrinking that we have seen. Initially, it was about the bad teams being able to keep up with everyone else. But I think there's also an effect that the mid-tier teams are now able to push the quote-unquote elite teams a little bit more. So going into the tournament, 
there were kind of there was a pack of three at the top that everyone everyone kind of had in some order Brazil, Germany, and Spain. All three of those teams are out. Gonzo. In their place are probably the most impressive performers of the tournament, England, a team that has stuck through lots and lots of challenges and come through well, which is Croatia, and a team that has is finally putting together uh, their their sound um, results from a generation of players that's absolutely superb in in Belgium, um, and France is France. But I think out of the out of the four semifinalists we have three where you can say i didn't see that coming and that's a that's a great thing it's a great thing it's exciting let's break down some of these teams because we now have uh, affirmative success stories right we're 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 going into the semis which means all four of these teams are a success there's no doubt anybody goes out now maybe with the exception of france uh you know france might be disappointed to go out in the semifinals yeah but but no no national team not even spain or germany can truly be disappointed at a semi no so so let's talk about these four teams and talk about why they succeeded i'd like to start with England, my my Pookie Bay team of the of the semis. Wow. Um, actually, I don't even know if that's true. In- England, Croatia were were my two picks to go long, um, my surprise picks to go long, and I was right. Now, wow. I'm not proud of my bracket. Last place, K Dot will tell you my bracket sucks. However, but you had these two. I, I did okay. have All these right. two. Well, credit going deep. So and and I don't know that a lot of people did. Um, I, England is is exciting to me as as many have noted because of their teaminess. They are so teamy teamy. Uh, I quite like it. They have a culture. Uh, they have a, a lack of ego. Um, they they have, have an honest approach. The uh, Thomas Tuchel automatism. They've got automatism. Up, up the wazoo. Up the waz. Uh, so does Croatia. But let's start with England. One of the things I want to talk about with England in, is is a little tactic-y. Um, and I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear your thoughts. Deep. I know. we. It's been, the group stage is all culture, baby. But it's about time we got a little bit tactic-y. Uh, one of the things I love about England is this this 3-5. It's a 3 yeah. in the back, 5 in the midfield. And when you, often when you hear 5 in the midfield, mm. it really means some combination of three and two with England it's actually it's five. five options yeah, yeah, yeah. across right, the field right. and I and I think that's a, a really cool Garrett South Southgate choice um, which in my opinion is geared at beating presses Sol- mm. solving presses as some would say um, you, you have three in the back who are all ball players you have Jordan Pickford who by the way who the fuck is Jordan Pickford I know this guy is I crushing know. game out right of now. nowhere uh, all all ball players right they can they can play it on the ground and they will and they must like it's their job um, and the reason why they're able to beat this these presses which has been the 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 uh, the tactic du jour right um, is that every single one of their center backs has three options facing them to play ball to the feet right mm, it's this yeah. five in the midfield another thing England does really interesting that that is really interesting to me is that they play uh, vertically they they'll they'll do they'll do triangles but they're long and they are vertical they're not interested in playing laterally uh, and, sure. and they avoid that as much as possible that's been my read that's why I think they're winning games. Ty, what do you is? Am I overemphasizing that? Is this what? What are your what? What's your take on my interpretation of the way England is playing? I uh, I I think you're spot on. I think the key element to the verticality there is uh, Raheem Sterling up top, who somehow has managed I despise to be, him. He's he he manages to be one of their best attacking players while also sucking so just much, blowing 
blowing blowing hard. Which is so true for, for Man City, minutes. too. Raheem Sterling has got to be the luckiest footballer of all time. He gets picked up by Pep, crafted into a decent thing, and then then drafted, you know, into this this sort of stars-aligning style England squad. The guy can't finish or pass, but I guess he can dribble? I guess he's a... He's a he's a mystery, but he's 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 the the peanut butter in this five breaded peanut butter and jelly <laughs> concoction that they have going. He's he's the outlet for for any of those vertical those vertical movements that they can they can look for someone uh, further up the field. And what I have really enjoyed about the the England three back is that uh, it is a five back as well. And they transition very well defensively when they need to, especially against Sweden on on um, on uh, counters. They were incredible at getting back. So it played like a five-five-two, you know, um, where you have the the uh, fullbacks pulling deep when they need to, and that's the kind of thing that that you get with the sound team ethic and with with players who are buying in. Like you have players who are nominally out of position who might have a gripe about the way that they're being used and and how they're being asked to sacrifice or modify their game plans and it's the kind of thing that absolutely never would have worked under prior uh england um uh generations but this young generation has uh they seem to lack the uh worldy world classiness i guess yeah no but they also lack the the collapsification and right. it's it just it amazes me that you know we grew up with these England teams of you know first first to the Beckham era and then the Lampard Gerrard Rooney era where Deli Ali who is the best player on the England team would have been maybe the fourth best player on some of those teams in the in the peak if Rooney that, era if that yeah and it's just incredible that that those it it truly said I I I. I'm over the line where I thought it might have been an anomaly, but I actually really think this is a it's a it's a proof point in the favor of figuring out a real system culture, uh, a a ethos to your team versus just focusing on picking the best players. It's it's I think it's a lesson for the U.S. national team and for any national team to identify that. Uh, this this country, who has produced so many incredible players, actually needed to wait to produce a few less for one generation to find some more success. It's kind of amazing. It's it's super ironic. It's and bizarre. It, and and keep in mind that in the, in versus Sweden, Harry Kane didn't even show up, right? So your best, your one, right, right your one exactly. really world class player doesn't show up. But who does for an epic assist? Shaboy. Jesse Lingard. Your Pookie Bay. It's my Pookie Bay. This is exactly what I'm talking about. He plays direct, clean, crisp. He makes good decisions, and he makes few Moves mistakes. well between the lines. Love this guy. So now, Love this guy. Uh, one last thing on the England three-back. I think it is solvable. I don't know exactly how. As um, in for, for any opponent For an England, opponent, right. It is defeatable. Right. And uh, the, the classic thing that you would do against a, a, a three-center-back system is go wide, because... You put them in a tough spot where if they if the three stay central, then they have three on on one or zero in the middle, and you can kill them out wide, which is what happened to Argentina against Croatia in the group stage match. Uh, and then the the converse is that if the three spread wide to counter your um, your width, then they leave spaces in the middle for Modric and Rakitic to to exploit. 
So that's that's kind of the the classic framework for how you do it. But I think with the way that not just the way, but actually the personnel playing well into this system, the way that they've been uh, migrating between that five in midfield and five in in defense could be really effective at shutting down that sort of classic counterattack. So I'm interested to see what what happens in the Croatia England game if they can come up with something unique and weird. We've we've seen I think Croatia might have been the most interesting tactical team to me in this tournament so far. With... Yeah, let's talk talk tell me a little bit about Croatia cuz I myself am like love me some Modric, love me some Rakitic, Mandzukic, Kramaric. These all are all players. All all images. <laughs> I love the, the uh Yeah. The 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 sweet itch please. Yeah, itch please. <laughs> yeah. Itch please. All that. Get in. So so how how is Croatia? Um, what is Croatia doing tactically to give them success? Because not all teams with stars can can do this. But these right, guys right. look a team. They right, look a proper sure. team. Yeah. Um, so so what are they doing right? Well, to to caveat. Um, if they had lost on penalties in their first shootout, we wouldn't be would have been about right. This. So, so they've gotten lucky to get this far. Um, I have appreciated their play maybe more than I've thought it was. It was great at times. They've had a lot of really sloppy moments. Um, but what they've been doing tactically, which I've found very interesting, is is mixing up the way that Rakitic and Modric play in the middle. So ostensibly, they're playing four at the back, and then those two as, like, a double Regista kind right. of deep-lying yeah. Pirlo thing. But it's both of them. But also Rakitic drops between the center backs. And also Luka Modric goes out to play, like, right wing back. It's odd. When they're in the build-up. Because I think what they're trying to do is just make it so that, like, uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, opposition can't just put a couple hard midfielders on those two and try to shut off their distribution. Like, they're going to just move their distribution to come from different places on the field. They're going to yeah. use the same technique in different places. Um, and they've had they've been very dynamic up top with the the three, um, Mendzukic, Rebic, and Perisic. And they've created a lot of opportunities through, through good, quick interchange. And they've been a little bit disappointing finishing-wise. I feel like, uh, you know, overall... They they have they have performed well enough to get to the semifinal despite having to get lucky a couple times. Sure. Um, and I'm I I think they're they're a really interesting match for England. They, I think yeah. Be a, a friggin' cracker! I can't uh, wait. Of the four teams in the semifinals, you could almost argue that Croatia has underperformed the most. Perhaps which is, so. Which is quite yeah. a lot to say. Right. Um, right. But I do think their ceiling is higher. Whatever than that means. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Whatever right, that right. means. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Shall we shall we switch over here a little bit? Because oh. I'm no big fan of Belgium. I have not I have not been able to celebrate their success. One, because they've broken my heart repeatedly over years two and tournaments. years. Two, two tournaments. Two tournaments in they, a row. They eliminated the US, they eliminated Japan. Yes. Uh, how can I root for them? I might be biased. Red Call Devils, me bias. Indeed. Reach out to us <laughs> at WTP Pod. Call me bias. It's fine. But I just don't Get, I don't see what the aim is. Like if I'm if I'm uh, Martinez as 
you know, or Martinez, take your pick. Martinez. 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 If if I'm the coach of this uh, Belgium team, I say we're a counterattacking team. We're gonna suck them in, and then and and De Bruyne. We're gonna Lukaku, suck them in and we're blow them out. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, and then my the whole team says we're gonna need a we're new gonna, coach. Can we... uh, no, but but I say this given personnel, this is a counterattacking squad, but they don't choose to play that way. Uh, maybe maybe they have too much talent to be able to play that way. It's a little right. bit of a Brazil struggle, but yet they're they're taking they're catching W's. Uh, what's your what's your what's your angle on this? How do you see how how is it that they've achieved success? Is it really just all star pure talent, or is there something going on uh, with the team that that's allowing them to have success? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think I'm I'm also just hopelessly biased because of how mad I am about Japan. But they. Uh, I I think they had to get lucky. They they needed to rely on Japan to give them that game back, and I think the absolute best thing that they got was playing Brazil. <laughs> In some weird ironic way, yeah. I feel like it, it was like set up for them to implode if they had played Sweden or or, or Uruguay, who would have been able to frustrate them and shut right. them down. But Brazil right. having to be on the front foot, having to be the the proactive team, I think that that played perfectly into into what you're saying, and they. You know, Martinez uh, smartly uh, swapped at, at kickoff to a back four, uh, which I guess was it was like the plan the whole time, but they didn't want to Love show that. their cards. Not until to mention, the, we got to see Broccoli Top and Broccoli Top. Dubs Broccoli oh. Top in the, the double oh, pivot. Nothing, nothing. I, I hate you, Belgium, but I do quite enjoy a little Fellaini Witzel. Yes. I love I, it so I, much. I also greatly enjoy. I don't know if. Uh, <laughs> there was a really great. You know that you know how there's always the like, t- t- like egregious misuses of the super slow mo cam. Oh yeah, they're it's like such horrible. as players yeah, like it's, it's as bad as honey it's cam. So ridiculous. <laughs> my 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 favorite egregious misuse of the super slow mo cam thus far in the tournament came in in this Belgium Brazil game. It was like Vitzel's like on the floor. It's totally post play, and the and the ball like kind of. Bounces like they're trying. Someone's trying to get it to the free kick spot, and yeah. it bounces off oh, the yeah. top of his, off of his head. It's <laughs> so great. See, you just see these the lightest waves, yes, yes. fluttering <laughs> through this guy's. Throw. It's, it's amazing. It's fluffy, I dog. Loved it. it's, I loved it. He, 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 <laughs> the amount of shampoo that guy must have brought to Russia is fantastic. He's getting it by the crates. So in, awesome, yeah. dude. I wonder if they share. Maybe there's a brand. And yeah. and Fellaini's got the just the. A few blonde tips. Right, in there. right, right. Yeah, it's exactly. gorgeous from man. a prior uh, hairstyle. Effort. Yeah, love you guys. So yeah, Fellaini, Fellaini forgot to get a haircut for the World Cup. His his wife is like, dude, come on, dude, can't find a good barber in uh, Rostov. <laughs> so my favorite moment of the Brazil Belgium match was uh, Chichi thinking that he's scored oh, like twice. Yes. It was it, it was two distinct chances where where yeah he did Brazil he was about to score and he was he was like so ready he wasn't like ten percent in no. he was like. 30-40% into in. a goal celebration <laughs> <laughs> and had to like pull it back like like it was as if the, the linesman flagged for offside after the ball went in <laughs> except the ball never actually went in he was just so used to them scoring he's just so, so ready uh, so but that that anyway back on track with that game um, I thought it was it was a, a peach of a game they it set them up perfectly to be the the counter-attacking team 
which I think their identity just works really well with, as you said. And I think right. if they're able to sublimate their egos and and play to that, I think they have a, more than a chance against against France. I think that could actually be exactly what would make France um, kind of stall in this tournament. Yeah. It's like they, they haven't really faced a team that was capable of doing that. I mean, I guess... Uruguay could have done that, but they they. Uh, I wish France found I the wish, early breakthrough. Yeah, I sure wish Belgium met Uruguay, because I don't think it would have gone the same. Right. You right. know what I mean? And I love I love your I love yeah. Uruguay and I hate Belgium and I think Uruguay right. would have had a chance against Belgium. So and Cavani missing out is just uh, so sad. Poor guy. Yeah. Although I gotta say, Cavani, there was something a little bit unsettling when so Uruguay beats France. And and all the Uruguayan players started crying like six minutes before. The yes, whistle. dude. Okay, so so as I was saying, I think the the quarterfinals were a victory for head over heart. Right. And that was emblemized by the Uruguay loss, where they're literally crying in the 86th minute. It's ridiculous. You're down two nothing. You can win. You can still win, guys. You can yeah. still win. Yeah. Uh, and then in the uh, Brazil game with the Neymar diving. And, and which which is maybe more tactical than emotional, but it's still a little bit of a it's like a superstition, like a, a bugaboo that he has. Or well, it's an addiction. I mean, the guy. Yeah, I really yeah. mean that. So the guy. There's a few things. So we're jumping a little bit here. Yes. Should we Should we first address the Uruguay sure. crying? Okay, let, or let's the, go for or crying. The Neymar let's go for crying. Okay, okay. So let's, the other. Let's do the crying. The other notable crying incident uh, of the World Cup so far was Neymar crying after the Costa Rica win. Where they win a group stage match Second where game. they're not going to be eliminated if they lose. And he is weeping conspicuously in the center circle, waiting for the cameras to circle around him. And He's I like, just. I've been there when I was six, hoping that my mom would come in the room right, before yeah, exactly, I ran out exactly, of tears. Yeah. Except when you grow up as Neymar, then yeah, your mom is the stadium of people who you're hoping to see. Yeah. It's like. It's 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 too much. It's too much. And I think yeah. that that the modern game I, I don't know if it doesn't have room for that, but I think it's less valuable than it used to be because I think you used to be able to really like will yourself through yeah. these Maradona games style. Totally. And it, and there's so much more science to it now. There's so much more sort of um sort of planning and mathy thinking that yeah, goes yeah. into how well that the, these teams perform i mean and every team every team needs that um so i just think like i i i see it and, and then i connect it to the to the diving which is another aspect of neymarishness and i think this is the last world cup of that kind of player because you can't dive and win a penalty anymore because of VAR. VAR. It's over. So it's just so over. I want to like, say, I, don't... In, I want to give a little treatise in defense of Neymar. Okay, okay please. So, uh, yes, it's annoying. I hate that he dives. It's disappointing. If only we could have gotten Brazilian Ronaldo's brain and heart into Neymar's body, we would just have a peach of a player. However, rewind four years ago, Neymar goes out of the World Cup on an injury due to some very, like, j- just... Uh, Concacafing sort yes. of like play uh, that that Zuniga had him legitimately legitimately he Ouch. was legitimately unsafe on the field and it almost ended his career. This is a human being we're talking about, okay? Sure. So he's in a he's he faces that he then uh, is is able to progress in his career by winning penalty kicks for the next three years. This is a real thing that he really successfully did. 
He's at, great at it. In Amazing at it. Pre-VAR okay? so MVP. Ha- you have to under you have to place yourself in the mind of this man. He says, I am one of the greatest talents in the world. Referees will not protect me, and I can get injured out of my career, and I can win games by by getting penalty kicks. So he's this idea is getting reinforced and reinforced and reinforced to now present day we see a Neymar who is in my opinion addicted to uh, getting these calls. Right. And I think you're right. He's never going to get them again. VAR changed that. His reputation changed that. Um, just the game is changing. It's over. It's over. Uh, however, I just urge everyone, everyone to to just keep in mind the what it's like to be that human being, to be one of the to be the best prospect of his generation, to be almost injured out of the game, and to find a survival tactic that will allow him not only to stay in the game but to win games. And so I get it, Neymar. I get it. Why you're diving? I I get but it. But it's too. over now. It's yeah. over now. And so the next four, you've got you've you've got four years. We were talking this way about uh, Ronaldo and Messi four years ago. Right, right. You have four get years, crack Neymar. At this thing. You're gonna get one more crack at this thing. I want to see a I want to see a flareless, a little little bit more bodied up. Like I want to see him yeah, gain yeah, yeah. five pounds, and I want to see him uh, let's turn 15. into. T- let's <laughs> let's see this late late career Neymar. Let's see it. You right. got this, dog. Right, let's right. see it. I I don't condemn him personally for the reasons that you said. I just think he's being foolish. And he's not. He, he's he's being counterproductive. And I think that was the case pre VAR, and I think it's especially the case post VAR. There were several cases in the Belgium game where he literally could have stayed on his feet and scored. I know the the one the it's one so where he sad. he goes by Fellaini in the box with the ball, and he sticks a leg into Fellaini and falls over. And it's like the, all he had to do was take a shot. That's the best thing you shot, can think dude. to do in that situation. Like it's so sad. And then what what's sick about it is like. Defenders now know that they can just go near him, not commit a foul, and he will cede possession. That's how you stop Neymar, is you go near him. Touch, <laughs> yeah, brush by him. Brush by him gently in a way that when they look at it on the VAR, it'll be obviously not a penalty, especially because it's Neymar, but he can't help fall, but fall over. It's yeah. it's incredible. So, so it's, I, it's so, up to you, Neymar. Your fate is in your hands. Your I know, you're, I your know hands. you listen to this pod yes, because well, of some crazy shit that went down in right, Rio de Janeiro right, 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 like right, six, right. seven years we, we ago. We don't have to talk about it. Uh, but, bro, your fate's in your hands. You got this. You are an amazing player. You know, no you, doubt, you really are, and I I want the best for you, Neymar. So go out there and get it. Beautiful. Um, one more note on Brazil Belgium, which was a yeah, peach and a half of a game. Uh, I love watching when good teams go in a hole, because I think it reveals a lot about how good a lot of the good teams really are. And um, I've been I was very impressed by how Germany played when they were losing. I thought they made a lot of the right choices. The 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 yeah. Tactically Germany Germany choices. had the head over heart. They just didn't have the talent. Over yeah, unfortunately, the talent. yes. Unfortunately, and I was impressed by how Brazil was losing in this game. I thought they they made the right moves when they were when they found themselves in that position. You never want to be in that position, but when you're there, you want all those little edges that you can get to try to claw back. So you got to make a sub early. I think they made a sub in like the sixty second, sixty third minute. Um, and you have to have your goalkeeper up late in the game, which they did. So I, I thought they showed the mentality that that it took to win the game. And I thought they clawed back the chances that they needed in order to to uh, equalize and eventually win the game. And and it felt for. 
five minutes after their goal, like it was about to happen at any moment. So it did. they it really did. You know it. <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. Brazil, you guys can hold your heads up high. <laughs> you went out with honor. You know what? Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, you yeah. went out. You went out with honor. They went out with their dancing yes! shoes on. Yes. <laughs> Score. All right. So yeah, I have a, so a little. A listener, listener tweet. All right, guys, follow this, us if, if you're enjoying the pod and and you feel like reaching out to us. We're here, okay? We we like interacting with you. We enjoy it a lot. Yep. Uh, reach out to us at WTP Pod. Find us. Let's hang. Let's Ty, what you got? Hang. So I've been chopping it up with all the fans out there having mm-hmm. a great time during the World Cup, being jealous, being Yanks, yep. talking Nats, yep. talking about Juan Carlos Astorio for the Nats, etc. Um, Taylor Bove. Sup, Tay-Tay. The OG, Taylor. Sup, dog. Uh, he tweeted out a, a very intelligent thread. Just listen to episode three of the Jealous Yanks. That was a very intelligent move. Taylor, on the topic of smarter game management, hear me out. In hockey, there's a common offensive play where a team pulls their goalie to get another offensive player in. Teams in the knockout yeah. stage should absolutely do this. If you're down by a goal or two with 10 to 15 to go and a loss means you're eliminated... WTF not <laughs> with the man advantage. You should not lose the ball long enough to really truly at risk be at risk of being punished more. They'd literally be unable to man mark anyone. You can overload anywhere on the field. So um, I I love this idea. I yeah. don't know if I want ten to fifteen minutes, but if okay, we we went on uh, for for our own ten to fifteen minutes on the last show about making <laughs> if a we can talk about this for sub. <laughs> It, when you are losing Sweden, when you start losing, yes. when it goes down to one nothing, make a sub at the half. Sweden, change the game. Sweden, England. Sweden loses two nil. Doesn't make a sub till they. They make a minute. double change after England scores the second. It's Ridiculous. the dumbest shit I've ever seen. So, so first of all, make a sub. If you refuse to make a sub, uh, England, you are winning against Colombia going into the going into stoppage time. How do you not make a change just to shore up your defense, to, to, to close the game out? How it's do you ridiculous. leave a fucking sub on the table? It's incredible. So if you're in that position, I 100% agree with Taylor that this is a fantastic idea, that you use that last sub for the last five minutes of the game and try to get so stupendously lucky. Like, you just... Because you go out with... um, One of your field players will still be the goalkeeper. So you can you still have a guy who can touch the ball. But you you put in like like a a, a ball spraying uh, central defensive midfielder in at goalkeeper, mm, and you just I play see. up like a like a sweeper. Put some gloves on, son. Get gloves on, dog. Get those get those little gloves. Do, have you noticed this in this tournament that the no. the goalkeepers are wearing these like 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 barbecue pitmaster <laughs> gloves. <laughs> <laughs> they're not they're, like I'm. I I came up. I came up on some Jorge some Campos mitts. shit. Some Oliver Kahn <laughs> shit. Some like some like humongous like foam finger. It's like yeah. It's like the the foam fingers at baseball games. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, these guys have like felt like assassin gloves. I love it. <laughs> Keep an eye out. Thibaut Courtois. He, yes. he looks like a doctor out there. Um. So so, yeah. so I I love this idea, and I think in general. This is going to be like the second wave of these changes. Like we're seeing these things that are bringing the game, making the game tighter. I think teams are going to start to really go moneyball with some of these, Let's some of these it. things. And and I, I I sure hope that that extends to my dear Nats because I think if anything, the U.S. should lead in innovation. Like we we're not going to lead in tradition. We're probably not going to lead in talent, but we can 
always come up with a wild and crazy idea, especially if it can be marketed. <laughs> so, I love it. So, uh, yeah, let's get the the Taco Bell field player sub for the losing team. <laughs> yes, and get go in. for it. And go for it, right? Because... Because fuck tradition. Like, let's just think about it and think about what we decide is right. We've seen that work time and time again in sports at large. Right, uh, exactly. You know, and and so let's be the first ones to get the next innovation. Let's be the Malcolm Gladwell of the world's game. Keep in mind that it took like 30 years for football to invent passing. So so it, it can be done. There are still aspects of this game that no one has thought of. And there will That's the insane be. beauty yeah. of this game. So, yeah. so absolutely, I I love it, Taylor. Thank you for sending that. Um, what else do we got? I got we got, we got, got one, stuff one from more stuff from you guys mail. at WTP Pod. Yeah. So th- this is an email. You can find our uh, little formy do at WTPPod.com. Also, your home for all things WTP Pod. Get there. Be Anything there. You want. Get be there. there. Be there. Uh, Justin wrote us to say. I was wondering, would you guys mind talking about the useless on-air contributions of FIFA rules expert Dr. Joe Madnick? Oh, who's this guy? What's this guy's name? Justin. Justin, thank you. I, I we don't mind a... talking about it. We thought you might mind. I thought... We talk about this shit all the time Maybe off the air. Maybe we should bleep uh, Justin's name because Dr. Joe holds a grudge. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Am I the only one who finds him annoying? Do we really so need to stupid. consult him every time there's a handball? What so the I hell? have a theory about this. I have a... Wait, what's the rest of the words? What the hell is he a doctor of anyway? The FIFA (laughs) handbook? I'm glad the dude's making a living, I guess, but after four World Cups, this shit's getting annoying. (laughs) Shots fired, Justin. I I have a theory about this, which is that FIFA at some point received... Or Fox or, or whoever, ESPN, someone received complaints about the commentators discussing the rules too much. Maybe. And so they decided to bring in a so-called expert who would end the discussion as quickly as possible. I, I have I have first-hand knowledge, second-hand knowledge of this, which is at Tim Vickery on the World Football Phone-In, which is the the top. Love like, those one guys. Of my, one if of you're my not, tops. If you're not listening to World Football you, you Phone-In. boy John Arnold from John our Arnold? show, you might have heard on our show, is on there, the CONCACAF correspondent. It's a fantastic show. They've been doing good World Cup stuff. Um Tim Vickery's a, a South American football expert, and he said that this is a, a thing in South America. So it started as a thing, I, I think, started as a thing in South America okay. that you have three guys. You have color, you have, or sorry, you have play-by-play, color, and a referee expert. Okay. Because the South Americans are so obsessed with the mind game of conning the referee, right. as has been discussed on the show... Uh, that that it, it it merits a third of the coverage to talk about what the referee chose to do or not do or how the players are trying to influence or whatever, um, and so I, I I feel like some a producer saw this and decided that we needed Doctor Joe must be to tell us, uh, and also the there's the vamos muchachos effect of of uh, <laughs> maybe people thinking or accurately thinking that Americans don't know the rules and. So it's worth it. I mean, I, I feel like Dr. Joe, Dr. Joe pointed out one very important thing that people don't know d- during this tournament. Ooh, ooh, anybody, I'm anybody. Gonna prop, I'm going to prop Dr. Joe. If you can, uh, he pointed out that um, the offside rule has nothing to do with the goalkeeper. It's just two players. So, so you, you have yeah, to have two players is... between the pass. Yeah. So this is something that is very commonly missed by commentators, 
player. So just to be very, just to be very <laughs> Sorry, clear, yeah, to be I, clear, I did yeah. not know this. So the, the idea is, I always thought, you have to be behind the last defender. Right. This the last is, field player. This right. is not true. You have to be behind the last two players on the opposing team. Okay, so that can be the goalkeeper, but let's say the let's say for instance that the world catches up, starts sending out a field playing goalkeeper because you're losing. You've now got a goalkeeper who's on the other side of the field who just took a shot. Now offsides applies to any two players. It doesn't have to be the goalkeeper. Is this making sense to you guys? It took me a while to pick this one up, and I'm not gonna lie, Doctor Joe, I appreciated that lesson. <laughs> but hey, that's about one eighth or one tiny percentage. Do you need of a doctorate <laughs> to be able to teach this advanced? Yeah, I ain't got no doctorate. Soccerology. I just taught that soccer. I just passed that knowledge on. I don't have a fucking doctorate. A... <laughs> uh, Doctor Joe, I'm sorry. Um, we don't. We don't need you, Doctor Joe. We yeah. could. We could have a. Uh, uh, I don't know, FIFA obsessed teen. That'd sure. be funny. Yeah, sure. Uh, I I think I. Or I, how about the people that want the two commentators already in the booth, have knowing the rules. Of the rules. Right, that, right. That'd be knowing good the rules for me. would be good, and I think they do. That's that's the weird <laughs> that's thing. The like, weird thing yeah. like yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think uh, Ali Wagner is going to be like, wait, what? <laughs> like played at the highest level, like. Uh, so I I think they know the rules. It it, it it does perplex me. Thank you for the email, Justin. Yes. Uh, why do we have an entire? Why is there an entire commentator salary being paid to do, to Doctor Joe to watch games from New York and chime in every twenty minutes whenever there's like a significant call? <laughs> it's it is it is perplexing. But such such is such is the it's the. Dude, it's it's the weird and wonderful things that happen in this the teenagehood of this game in this country. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's going to mm-hmm. be one of those things we look back on, like the, you know, the the funny mascots of the, the NASL, or yeah, or the MLS or trying to change up the, the penalty shootout kick rules, rule. or yeah. the the clock going backwards yeah. or whatever. And it's just it's going to be a, a a funny little quirk. But I think in the midst of that teenageness, so we we, <laughs> we noted one thing. Uh, about the the coverage as well which was there was a day when they cracked when they'd been they'd been uh, when Lawless and Rob Stone oh man it and got Ian Wright, heavy what game was that do we I remember it was one of the it was, was one I of the rounds of Columbia 16. England yeah maybe was, Columbia England so it was Columbia England we're cutting a commercial and i hear quote this is Alexi Lawless it's like cuts to. First of all, I was like, something's wrong, and something's wrong at the desk. These something's guys, up. they don't the seem like they're vibing. Off. And then, and then it cuts to commercial. Screen goes dark, and I hear Alexi Lawless's voice say, "You keep handing me these numbers, and I have no idea what to do with them." <laughs> <laughs> wait, so wait, wait, wait. Sorry, this was off mic. This was on air. So he must have been at least near a mic. It was right before it cuts all, to commercial. All mics are hot. Yeah. All mics are. So Just I, always I, remember when this. When you relayed this to me, I thought it was like a quip. That was like an obviously on no, air, no, like it, we're goofing around. No, no, it was a mistake. No, it was a mistakenly oh, broadcasted Alexi Lawless criticism oh, of, the, of, the of the production assistant. I have no idea what to do with these numbers. <laughs> you, you keep, quote, you keep handing me numbers. Alexi. And I have no idea what to do with it. Do them. you like numbers? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Tell do you, you something? like numbers? Do you like numbers? <laughs> <laughs> you have to listen to episode one of the Jealous yeah. Yanks to get that reference. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> So so the the commentary the commentary cracked. 
because these these individuals have been locked in this studio in Red Square. Locked they, like we are in Ty's car right, right now, getting sweatier and hotter as the pod goes on. Up in on. the Prius, dog. Imagine if we had to do this for 30 days. Uh, so so they're, they're locked in a Prius in the middle of uh, Moscow. And they start to go a little bit insane. Yeah. But um, what I have seen, on average, there's been some some highlights, some lowlights. The level of coverage that I've seen, the professionalism of it, the level of discourse in the uh, production. We've criticized some things that we didn't like. There have been lots of things that I did like. I think it, the game is a, is, a, is maturing. It's, I think that teenagehood is is fully on show. We see competence we see we see uh, a totally full-fledged wonderful presentation of the world's greatest sporting event we see done well we see rob stone man in this uh what was it was it in sweden england at the end um the the whoever was was in the booth on the field was said like harry kane scores uh puts england ahead going into half right and then rob stone immediately writes the ship he goes would be so easy to make that mistake, seeing as you'd expect it to be Harry Kane. It of Damn! Course, it of course was not Harry Kane. It was Harry... Uh, Harry Maguire. It was Harry yeah. Maguire, of course. Uh, um, but, head, head boy, Harry Maguire. <laughs> and, and so, yeah, yeah, we're seeing some competence, as you would see in a teen. You see some Gryffindor crazy, seeker, Harry see, Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> We see some crazy mistakes, and we see signs of competence. Yeah. Rob yeah. Stone, you're killing the game, dog. You're on it. Rob, so Rob Stone, I mean, talk about highlights. He yeah. is just on fire. He's, while while stars can no longer carry football teams, they, they can, can carry they commentary can teams. Carry the booth. <laughs> uh, and and I have to say that uh, uh, John Strong and Stu Holden. Ugh. Who I had a lot of doubts about. They're the, I, they're the Edison Cavani and Luis and Suarez of the book. How did I not think of that? They're That's just, so good, so right, so they're right. Just, they're just they're triangulating the entire field with these passes. They're man. they're amazing. They're great. They're on point. They're kind of funny at times. I like John Strong's thing where he says, 45 minutes down." Forty-five to go. <laughs> like it's it's the greatest thing he's ever seen. Uh, it's it's tremendous. And and to me, they're, they're like we're sitting in this in this Prius. It's like eighty degrees out at night. This is the feeling of a World Cup summer. And to yes. me, their voices are now just indelibly a part of that World Cup summer. Mm. It's like the kind. It's like uh, there's a there's a certain patina to the whole situation. Hanging out with your with your family. Yeah. Being real hot, going into the AC, yeah. watching the footy, going out to play footy, getting real hot, and I've got strong and holding in in my ears, and that it's just it it feels right. It feels right to have a dual American commentating team. They're gonna have the final on on yeah. Sunday. Ugh. Millions and millions and millions of people around this great nation are going to listen to. Two Americans talk about games that have nothing to do with Americans, and that makes me quite happy, especially that because they have been so freaking good at it. Yes. And I didn't see it coming, and I'm, I promise you I'm not biased because a lot of the American announcers make me 
cringe. We are so ready to shit We're, on American yeah, exactly. announcers. We have no reservations. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if you're right, if you're just joining the show and you're like, oh, it's a U.S. soccer podcast, no. they're going to be all about it. No, 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 We are more than willing to go out there and, and, and call a spade a spade, but they're fucking good. They so, are good. So props, and uh, I'm glad that Fox has had the... The 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 nous the nous maybe the bravery the bravery to commit to American voices yeah. commentating on the game. Absolutely. Let's hope Absolutely. we can get a couple more of those. Maybe Absolutely. push a little some of the older Dutch influence <laughs> on the show. <laughs> no names to one no side. Names. No names, Gus. No Gus. names. Also, Let's get someone it's else. Not in you, there. Sadorf. No names. But oh, not sorry, you, Sadorf. Shit. Sorry, You're awesome. Sadorf. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah, Sadorf. <laughs> Uh, we'll we'll take you anytime. Yeah, yeah. we, we yeah. want you. You want to you want to talk about um and, uh, the Trinidad game? Yeah, yeah. And you too, Ian Wright. Just you too, but Ian only Wright. because your son's Bradley Wright Phillips. Right, right. That's right, the yeah. only reason. Yeah, exactly. Not because of yes. your insights. Just because you provided us um, with a beautiful play. Last last uh, point there. The during the uh, England Sweden game, it mm-hmm. was Kelly Smith, who's also a fucking legend, and Ian Wright, and they um they have the camera trained on them watching the game during the game to prepare oh for the halftime yeah. yeah, and they did the most out. epic friend so hug awesome. it was like this it was this like beautiful like soccer inspired friend hug cuz they both kind of knew the moves that you can make like during a goal celebration like who's got the right balance you know how do i do i go like arms under legs or arms around waist like they they've got it all figured out because they're the those two are used to celebrating some goals so they they did a perfect two two person goal celebration together of Harry Maguire's opener, and it was it was beautiful. God save the Queen, and uh, live forever. And thank you for catching that moment for us, it's broadcasters. Coming home. Man, let's look forward. We got a good week ahead of us. It's unfortunately the very last week of the Jealous Go, Gangs. No, don't cry, don't cry for me, Argentina. Okay, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be We're fine. And guess them. what? Uh, we'll cry for you, Argentina. Don't worry about it. We got you covered. And guess what? Um, this show's not going anywhere. If you guys enjoyed this journey, if you've been enjoying this, but this kind of this little interaction, this little scouting report we've been doing we've on been this little jealous. tournament. If you've been enjoying getting jelly, uh, just stay with us every week because uh, we're just going to keep steamrolling through the world of soccer um, and, and covering, as we always have and always will, the U.S. men's national team only. That's what we do. We are here. We, the people, are here to make it possible for you to say, I like soccer. I'm not a fan of any team except for the U.S. men's national team. That's what I love the most. We're going to make that possible for you by being with you weekly, um, carrying forward indefinitely. So stick with us. Are you uh, soccer curious? Ray, are you soccer curious? Can, can we interest you in a mediocre national team? Have you moved from city to city as I have too quickly to ever attach to any single to club a, team? a professional team, yeah, yeah. Just follow the Nats with us. We we, we love it, and, and we are here for you. And we're going to talk, in the, in the coming shows, we're going to talk a lot about what it means to root for the U.S. national team. That's right. If you're just joining us, you're like, this World Cup thing's pretty fucking cool. Yeah, man. Do we get to play in this? 
If uh, in Daddy, theory, Daddy, in theory, do we get to play in the World Cup too? In theory, in theory, might. little one, <laughs> we might, we might. Uh, but before any of that, we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. Mm. Rate and review five stars. Follow us at WCPod. We are about to go into the final week of games. It will include France, Belgium. It will include Croatia, England. It will include the, the wettest blanket off. of all games ever. The third place playoff, and it will include, of course. The final. France taking home the cup. What? Who said that? Uh, it, you know, it's hard to say what's going to happen. I wonder if Mbappe we Mbappe sh- golden boot. What? <laughs> what? Huh? Wait. Wait. Oh my god. Mbappe Somebody's scored in the back seven of the car goals. saying Mbappe golden boot. <laughs> <laughs> Harry Kane's going to get the golden boot on just penalties. It's the greatest <laughs> irony of history. The all deflection golden boot. Yes. <laughs> oh, and by the way, we saw the uh, the own goal record this week. Yes. Uh, um, so, so congrats to own goals for being everywhere in this tournament. Um, <laughs> you just hand the hand the golden boot to like a like. They should what, give what it to would, a kanji. Yeah, to a kanji. <laughs> or a kanji. <laughs> Which, by the way, not an own goal. It, but... it would be to the player who scored the last one, the last own goal, <laughs> or the most. If anyone scored <laughs> two, most. yeah. Did anybody have two? Good no, question. No. All right, so so let's do uh, a, a time honored ritual on our show, which we like to call hopes and fears. Hopes and fears, hopes and fears. Uh, Nothing to worry about here, Ty. We can speak freely about these games. You know, distinct fear. What are what are some hopes? What are some fears? So fearful of this, I can't wait to mention it. Ooh, all right. Which is is, Croatia played 120 minutes, two games in a row, and I'm worried they're gonna suck, Mm. and that the the Croatia England semifinal is gonna be. Just a, just a s- sloppy, sad sloppy fest. Joe. Sloppy Joe, sad fest. Sloppy Joe heart. All, all, all the itches just pulling up with hamstrings left and right. Subasic. Okay, <laughs> sorry. One last thing about this Croatia-Russia game. This is such amazing drama. Going into extra time, Croatia have, have, let me get this right. Croatia have used their subs. They've correctly used their subs, okay? It's the 88th minute. It's going to be like six minutes of extra time because of crazy hamstring injuries and all sorts of stuff. Uh, and Subasic, the goalkeeper for Croatia, he like dives for like a routine like squib shot and just goes down like he he has been shot and he, he's like grabbing at at the hammy and it's like career ending this is this is terrible like some some weird he's 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 tweaked something the wrong way and and he's never going to play again and he somehow and and of course you're like shit what do they do do they do you give the gloves to another player yeah, like do you just let here? him stand there what's the move you got to get 8 minutes through with this no keeper and he somehow manages to to get back on his feet. He recovers. He, like, makes saves. They go into extra time. They don't sub him. Another defender gets injured, and they have to sub the other defender. Then Subasic does it again, and he's back on the ground with the fucking magic spray. And he comes, <laughs> he comes back somehow. <laughs> the cold spray. Somehow he comes back after two career-ending horrible hamstring injuries to win a penalty shootout. Unbelievable! It's incredible. I, Unbelievable. I, I, I was like, 
I was I was I was blown away. Super six, we got a tenacity. care package here waiting for you. It's we got, got a, nothing it's, but cold spray. Nothing and but icy a horse hot. placenta. It's, yeah, it's, it's eight horse placentas and some cold spray. You're gonna be and you're some, gonna feel great. Man. And some vodka. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't, you, sorry, you don't have your care package for that. Tennessee whiskey. Yeah, Tennessee you. whiskey. We yes. got your back, dog. Uh, so Subasich um, is a prime candidate to may, maybe not even play if this was like a serious injury. Maybe to be hobbled in the way that uh, one Timmy Howard was in the uh, 2014 uh, loss in the in the knockouts, where he's like, it, or sorry, t- uh, 2010 to to Ghana, where he uh, he c- very clearly had a bad rib injury in the in the final in the Algeria game, and then he uh, continued to play, but like was severely hobbled in what he could do. Um, so so. That's my fear, is that Croatia comes out and they're just not Croatia. And people go, oh, you should be so proud to be here. You can hold your heads up high. And that, when they really sucked, you know. Yeah. So um, I yeah. want to see, a, I, I wanna see a, a cracker, a banger. I want England to have to win it, not have it handed to them. Sure. Not out of any, I, I appreciate, I like this England team. I like watching them. But I just, I just, I want to see them actually have to, to, to put in a performance. Yeah. I, okay, I'm just going to line out, here's exactly what I want to see, and I'll call it a hope. I want to see Belgium crash and fucking burn. Are you with me, Americans? Are you with me? 7-1. Fuck out of here, Belgium. We're done with you. I love wow. you. I love you, uh, Joseph Martinez. That's a Atlanta United player. I love Joseph Martinez. We love Joseph Which Martinez, Martinez am I talking about? Roberto. Roberto, thank yeah. you. I love you, Roberto Martinez. I think you're great. I, we got a job for you at the U.S. Nats team. Yes. Open. Open we, slot, we dog. We absolutely We got do. you. But I want this Belgium team to crash and burn for entirely biased reasons. Then I want to see a France. I'll go with Ty's Hope, you know, good game versus England. But I want to see a France-England final in which France, Kylian England. Mbappe has the performance of his life. Narrow, but, narrowly losing to a well-deserving England. Mbappe's going to get three more World Cups. He's got plenty of chances. I, your, your future's bright, kid. I want the world to notice you. But I want this England team to take it home. I think it would just be such a beautiful, beautiful thing. Uh, and and I, I, they've, they've won me over a little bit. You know, they, they have. They I, have. I, just I, like did, I just did all the permutations in my head. I'm just like, my eyes are moving back and forth like some sort of anorak <laughs> Matt Damon... Uh, mad person yeah and um i i don't see a permutation that i don't love like beautiful every final would be great beautiful so i mean what what's fucking better than this it's the last four of the world cup it's great yeah, the, the the only thing i will say i'm a little disappointed by is the euro-ness of it because hey, it does it does feel like a loss it's not a yeah. world cup in that sense but um but 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 that aside i mean this is this is what all of these people live for and it is just such such delicious drama isn't it it's so so good. great it's been a welcome juicy one. welcome to the world cup if you haven't been here before D- take a seat lean back in your 80 degree car and <laughs> And skip watch the third some, place. Watch playoff. someone else's gnats. Skip the third place. Oh yeah, place don't bother playoff. with the third it's place not, off. It's not gonna yes. be worth it. Also, third, the, you keep saying third place off. 
Yeah, yeah. I, it's not even worth the extra word. The the fact that goals like Thomas Muller scored, I think he he like won a golden boot oh, because so of the third stupid. place off. So and that is the dumbest <laughs> shit I've ever heard of. Like the the, the players in the, in the who lose in the quarters don't get like a random extra game to pad stats, you know? So stupid. Like to decide who finishes fifth, sixth, and seventh. I like, wanna see, yeah, I want to see three own goals in the third place off. That'd be awesome. Ah, <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I I I love it when um you know a window works how it should. There's lots of possible windows. Right. You can have a crank. You can have a slide. You can have a turn. You can have a, a one of those ones that looks like a fence. Duct tape they garage all, they bag. All open. You can have a duct tape window. But I like it when it works the way it should. Mm. Um, I like uh, chalk walls. Painty chalk walls because uh, it's like I feel like there was a moment in time when such a thing did not exist and someone said I know how to make chalkboards. I can make anything a chalkboard. And I like self-portraits of myself. But I don't love any of that shit as much as I love the Nats. Let's go, boys. Let's learn something this weekend. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people. It's we the people.